Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone, to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, hello from rainy, super rainy, blustery Sacramento, California, where we are broadcasting from at this time. I wanted to remind you all that uh, today we will be accepting call-ins starting from the second segment of the show. So if you would like to ask a question that is related to our subject, just call the number that you... A difficult decision. <laughs> Making a difficult decision. Uh, <laughs> just call the regular uh, line that you heard in the uh, original advertisement. It's one eight 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 three four six nine one four one. Well, today we are returning to a most important subject in life, whether people are aware of it or not. And that's the subject of intuition. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. But today we're going to explore this vast topic from the perspective of using your intuition in making difficult decisions. Michael likes to quote Ursula the Witch from the Disney animated musical The Little Mermaid as she says to the mermaid princess Ariel in the song Poor Unfortunate Souls, she says, Life is full of tough choices, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) I love that song. (laughs) Mm. Of course, Ursula is referring to the choice that she's trying to get Ariel to make so that she could ultimately usurp Ariel's father, King Triton's throne. Ursula promises Ariel that if Ariel gives up her beautiful voice, Ursula will temporarily give her two legs so that she could be human for a few days and win the love of Prince Eric. So the choice for Ariel is either lose her voice for the chance to win the love of Eric or stay being a mermaid with a fin and not be able to walk on the land to be with the prince. Of course, the prince is attracted to her in the first place because of her voice, which complicates the story. Now, if that were a real choice, it would be a tough one indeed. Yes, yet, what makes tough choices in life actually challenging? They always seem to be either-or choices, in which, if you choose one side, you you might gain something you want, but you also sacrifice something in exchange. Doesn't it seem like that? So the tough choices never seem to offer a win-win solution. If you do the right thing by blowing the whistle on an embezzling boss, you'd lose your job. Or to keep your job, you'd have to live a lie and be an accessory to a crime. I've had to make quite a few tough decisions in my life so far. 
when Michael had his third near-death experience, when his heart suddenly stopped while he was exercising at the gym, I only got to see him completely unconscious, looking utterly awful, (laughs) strapped on a gurney with all kinds of tubes and wires running in and out of him as the paramedics were taking him into the medevac helicopter. Later on, when I was sitting in the waiting room at the hospital, his cardiologist came in and asked me if I would authorize an emergency open heart surgery on Michael. Knowing Michael, my immediate (laughs) reaction was, can't you just wake up and ask him yourself? (laughs) The doctor smiled kindly. Actually, he sort of snorted. And he said, "If if we wake him up now, he'll certainly die. Well, I decided and signed the consent form. How did I make that decision? The way I've been making major decisions for many years. I turn within my beingness to ask what to do. That's, it's almost automatic for me now because of for how long I have been practicing this. I used my intuition to simply know that this surgery was needed. It wasn't just a logical decision. I actually had to go within for a moment before giving the doctor my consent. No matter how much analytical information statistics, probabilities, and medical information I could have sifted through, in the end, it was my intuition that was going to give me the best answer. And why is it that intuition will always provide the best answer, the best choice in any situation in anyone's life? For one, it is comprehensive. It gives the answer from the big picture perspective. It's not one-sided or limited in scope. It draws from the limitless and the whole. To access your intuition, you have to have certainty in spirit. Then you intuitively know that which spirit knows in relationship to your situation. If you follow your intuition, you are following that which offers you the very best case scenario in the long run every time. You know, Raphael, you mentioned that What makes tough choices tough was that they were either-or choices. That's what they always look like. Yeah, if this or that. Many people tend to get stuck in that either this or, or that scenario that their choices are limited to this or that and that either way to gain or benefit from something You have to lose something of value as well. You know, that's why I like that Ursula's uh, Life is Full of Tough Choices. In the context of that movie, that animation story is, oh yeah, she, she might win the love of the prince, but she's gonna lose her voice. And what we know behind the scenes is, oh, well, a lot of, his interest in her is because she's got this incredible siren song and voice. And so without that, oh, she's not as interesting to him anyway. And all kinds of stuff. It's either this or that. And either way, something's lost. But in spirit, everything is both and rather than either or. 
Spirit is inclusive. What's exclusive is the ego. Ursula the witch represents our ego's thinking. It's always some, uh, some form of either or. You better choose. Here's the ultimatum. Making choices based on most either or scenarios divides you further rather than restores wholeness. To make your choice through intuitive knowing, the choice is made in spirit, which is inclusive and whole. The answer or solution, the what to do, comes from the whole rather than from a limited perception. Also, if you look within you for the answer, you're looking to spirit, the limitlessness of being. You're not confining yourself to this or that in the world. The choice may look like a set either or. If this, then that, cut and dried. Yet spirit is eternally creative. You are spirit and creative. Intuition allows for creativity. Nothing is set in stone and nothing is impossible. My experience has always been that if I followed the guidance of spirit in whatever form, if I followed my intuitive knowing, solutions that I couldn't imagine or believe that they were possible often came into being because they weren't there available until I asked. Intuition is knowing out of the box of thinking. You know, people like to say, hey, you got to think out of the box. Well, when you think out of the box, you're still thinking. But intuition is knowing out of the box of all thinking. In a very recent example in our lives, the major move we just well, mostly completed. <laughs> we still have a little bit of, you know, a few more boxes, storage, all kinds of stuff still to go. But the big parts, the actual moving out from one house to the other, one city to another. Well, that's all done. But the whole thing on so many levels was basically an impossible task to do when, how, and in what time frame it had to be done. I've gone over it so many times, even as we were going through it, that on a logical reasoning level, there's no way we could have done it. No way we could have figured it how, how we could do it and done it in a way we did and <laughs> lived to tell the tale. <laughs> and that's no exaggeration. <laughs> the whole setup was... Insane. It was crazy. We intuitively knew that unless we first physically moved out of our house in Mount Shasta, we were not going to sell it for many different reasons. We've known that was true for the past two years. Then we intuited that the time was now to move out. And so we go, okay, we'll do this. Well, according to real estate experts, it was the most ridiculous time to not only move, but try to sell a house 
there in that town of, you know, 15 feet of snow sometimes, <laughs> December, and in January. Yet, we knew it was the right time. If we delayed, it wouldn't work. If we did it earlier, it wouldn't have worked. So in spite of many protests by those actually looking out for our own good, we went ahead and found a place to rent and started moving out in the rainy and snowy winter, where at times, like I mentioned, we get upwards of 15 feet of snow blocking our driveways. <laughs> and we're, we're dealing with, you know, U-Haul, 26-foot 20, U-Haul trucks, 12-foot U-Haul trailers, SUVs, you know, all kinds of stuff. That's only because we lived in that house for 15 years. <laughs> it accumulates. And it wasn't like we had a very flexible schedule that, oh, you know, if we can't do it today, we'll do it tomorrow. No. We were on such a tight schedule with all of our teaching, radio shows, pre-records, uh, uh, trips, travel, and Tele events, teleclasses. It's, we, we didn't even have, you know, time to, what? <laughs> Comb our hair. <laughs> well, Rafi always, you know, she has a good hair day every day. <laughs> I have very few hair left <laughs> strands to deal with okay so we were on such a tight schedule that not only did we not have the luxury of postponing something even for one day most of the time we had windows of an hour or usually minutes to get something to happen to move things along or else then it wouldn't happen it would have to wait a really long time and the amazing thing was, everything happened. For the last three weeks of the house sale, I woke up each morning in, in total amazement that we were still moving forward with everything in spite of everything that was happening and everything that was not happening. <laughs> it's like one thing works out and then Boom, the phone rings or we get a text or email or something. And, oh, uh, we got a problem, Houston. <laughs> and then we'll de deal with that. Okay. And some of the problems were pretty major, <laughs> enormous. <laughs> and there was no way that we could have made all these things happen in the way they did on our own. There was no doubt of the presence, support, and guidance of spirit every step of the way. Spirit in the spirit world and spirit right here in bodies helping us as yeah, well. Spirit is all, right? It's not <laughs> divided into whether you are spirit manifesting incarnated in a physical body or not. It doesn't matter if you have fins and you're a mermaid or you have legs and you're a Prince, boy. <laughs> what matters is instead of listening to Ursula the witch, <laughs> you have to listen to the spirit within, to your intuition. And this is living the miracle. This is why we have this radio show, right? This is why we teach what we teach, because we know Oh, yeah. If you 
Go along with spirit. If you realize you are spirit and you live as the spirit that you are, as the soul, the spiritual being that you are here, in spite of all the craziness that we encounter, everybody encounters in the world. Well, guess what? Then you live the miracle. Things happen that you couldn't imagine it happening by thinking it through, right? That's living the miracle. And the challenge for most people in following what they already know to be true or their intuition is that they fall into all the doubts that creep up into their consciousness. What if this flops? What if this isn't the right decision? What if I lose everything? What if someone is lying? What if I'm supposed to do something else? Do I have those thoughts come up? Especially in times of crises or at major crossroads in life where I need to make a new decision? Of course, we all do. That's just thoughts. They're pretty much the same for everyone. You know, you have to, you're in a crisis. Oh, what am I, I'm going to screw it up. But all those things pop up. Yet the difference to live the miracle, difference isn't about whether we have such thoughts and feelings come up. It's about letting them pass as inconsequential. The secret in following your intuition is to keep your sight on where you're going, to your commitment, to your path. Then intuition works out the details. You just have to show up and follow through. Intuition doesn't have the feet and legs to walk from point A to point B. It doesn't have the voice to speak. It doesn't have the hands to make things with. But it does have you and your the hands and feet and eyes and voice of your intuition. Intuition gives you the instructions and guidance, but you have to carry them out. Well, <clears throat> we have our first break coming up, but we've got good news for you. We're teaching our fun and enlightening teleclass called Got a Problem? Psychic First Aid on Saturday, March 23rd from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time. We hope you can join us for this wonderful teleclass and learn what you can do psychically whenever you've got a problem. Find out all the details and sign up on our website or sign up on our website events calendar section, michaeltamora.com. That's all little letters, michaeltamora.com. Or call our office at the phone number 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday, to sign up. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with your intuition and making difficult decisions. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Something Beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our life takes a series of unexpected detours as we move along our journey. We can choose to accept these detours as something negative, or we can choose to create a learning experience where we can turn a tragedy or unexpected turn in life into something that can help others. To learn more, Tune in to Embrace the Unexpected with host Bernadette Butler. In the program, you'll learn how she and others were able to turn setbacks into positives. Listen live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to your intuition and making difficult decisions. We have a couple callers on hold right now and uh, we'll get right to them in a minute or two, but um, I wanted to give you a little back story that I have um, from uh, what Michael was talking about earlier about our move. And that is um, about three or four months before we actually got maybe even five months before our the people who bought our house showed up. I got the intuitive hit that it was start time to start looking for a house in another city. So Michael and I talked about it, and we picked Sacramento as a temporary place to well, live. We, we picked Elk Grove. Elk Grove, yeah. actually, which is south of Sacramento. It's where we used to live. And I signed up for some of those sites that will show you rentals. And before you know it, I was getting hundreds of you know, those, okay, here's this house for rent, and here's that house for rent, and here's this house. And we looked at a lot of them, and many of them looked good, and we even came down and looked around there for a while, uh, for a day. And um, it just didn't seem quite right at the time. And then one day, one of those ads came in, and it was for the Sacramento area rather than Elk Grove. And I almost deleted it. Yeah, and because it's it was about a 45-minute drive or an hour away from where we were looking. That's right. Yes. So I um, I've had my hand on the or my uh, cursor on the delete button when I glanced at the ad because they show the partial ad on the on the thing there, and it said uh, the address was on a particular street that had the name. Shasta in it and of course we were living in Mount Shasta and I went I just got that intuitive hit of oh no I have to look at that <laughs> and so I opened it up and um, 
looked at it, and as it turned out, it was a house that was not far from some very good friends of ours. So I gave those friends a call, or one of the one of the couple a call, and she happened to be just a couple of blocks away from that particular address. Driving at that time. Driving. <laughs> and so she swung around and came over to the house and FaceTime with us <clears throat> outside, and then later came back here and did an inside. Yeah, well, the that particular afternoon, just a couple hours later, they had a whole open house for our day. <laughs> yeah, so she came in and, and uh, gave us a tour with her FaceTime, and, of course, we knew our fates were sealed. So I called the – oh, and the other thing was that the um, uh, property management company had their phone number were the same last four digits – as Michael's phone number, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and it's that number, which I'm not going to say over the air, of course, is <laughs> an angel number. So it was very um, encouraging to us. to Auspicious. Be, auspicious, yes. So anyway, we called. We uh, made an appointment to talk in a couple of days, which happened to be November 1st, actually. And... Um, we made we made an agreement. I signed the contract, and that and I did that in the morning, and that day was the day actually that we got the first appointments uh, for Showing actual serious buyers. <laughs> and now we had had our house on and off sale for four years. It's it was a large house, um, something that's very hard to sell in the, in that Mount Shasta area because everybody wants to buy little log cabins or not spend much money up there. But um, we had real buyers show up, uh, really, for the first time, serious, serious buyers, even though some people had come through over the years. And, in fact, the buyers that um, ended up buying the house showed up that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was all validation that I, you know, I just followed that just little feeling that I had that, oh, okay, this is the next step, and this is the next step, and this is the next step. And intuition comes in all kinds of forms. But before we go on to that, we can, uh, you have a couple callers. Matt, if you can just put one through to us and tell us who she is. Okay. Hello, Monica. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hey. How are you? Hi there. Good. Thanks for calling. Uh, and, and what can we do for you today? So I was wondering, I've been getting a lot of bombardment from outside um, sources like psychic sources kind of thing uh-huh. and I've lost my knowledge of intuition from it it's I kind of don't know what's mine and what's not mine ah yes because uh, right off the bat what you're doing is you're trying to trust the the information or the what's coming in whether it's bombardment uh, psychically from other people and beings or whatever or uh, it's just your ego thoughts and things popping up like popcorn in your uh, brain. <laughs> or, or it's intuition uh, that you're tuning into. You're looking at it all like it's outside of you and it's coming at you. And as you do so, then you're going, I don't know which one is right, which one is true, which one is mine, which one is not mine. And you get more and more confused and divided but what you have to do is go within intuition is always tuning inward so what's what's inward and outward it's not like in the physical world you know 
I'm inside the house and I can see outside the window that's outside the house. It's not divided like that. Inward to spirit, inward to your beingness is just being. Oh, not being divided. When you go, anytime, even when you start to look at the what you said, bombardment, psychic bombardment, a lot of psychically sensitive people experience that. Because on one hand, it happens, you know, you're, when you're sensitive and people, even if they think hard about you, it might they might not be malicious or anything, but all they have to do is think really hard, Monica. <laughs> and then you feel it and you hear it and you start to go, whoa, I can't even, you know, uh, see where I'm going because this is so loud. Well, that happens a lot to a lot of psychic people. But the first thing you have to learn is even when that happens, you notice the ego would like to take your attention to, this is someone else doing it to me. This is coming from out there and it's negatively affecting me. Notice how that divides you from whatever that someone else or something else is. But going within, remember earlier I said, spirit is always both and not either or. So any either or thoughts or bombardments, you know that's not spirit. That's not intuition. That's something affecting. It could be, you know, what happens to us is if somebody else's ego is really loud and just invades your space, your space of your consciousness, it affects your awareness. Uh, in the sense of you become aware of that strong ego uh, attention. Then it lights up your ego pictures in your mind, and that's what really affects you, not the other person, quote, doing it to you. It's what gets lit up in your mind, in your consciousness, and even that doesn't really have to affect you. It's you the part of you that is able to make the decision about it, going, oh, no, this is happening to me. It's more like a victim. Yeah, then you start to become a victim to it. You become the effect of other people's thinking, thoughts, feelings, energies, whatever, intentions. And that is a decision to be a victim yeah. like that. So it's also a conscious decision to, instead of being a victim to it, being an effect of it, is to go, oh, wait a minute, I'm spirit, I'm whole, I'm limitless. Okay, limitlessness is never a victim. Limitlessness never uh, divides itself, it can't. Limitlessness is always and forever complete, whole, undivided. So anytime you find yourself dividing against yourself, when you're confused, you're divided against yourself. When you're scared, you're divided against yourself. You're, when, when you're going through all that, in a way, you're falling for yourself making the decision that I can't handle this or I'm not strong enough. I don't know enough. I don't trust myself, whatever it is. And then you're divided. But when you restore yourself to more to wholeness, which is, oh, do I have to be the effect of all this bombardment? No, I don't. It's a choice. When you find yourself unhappy with yourself, because when this is happening, 
I say, you get really unhappy with yourself. You expect more from yourself and you, you get unhappy. And the more you start to be aware that you're being the effect of other energies and you're not being able to make the decision you know already you need to make, then you get unhappier with yourself and that's what kind of does you in. So when you notice you're, you're less than happy with yourself, first back up and go, oh, look, I'm not so happy with myself. Isn't that great? But I have a choice to be happy with myself in spite of it all. And that's where you first start to turn within. Until you're happy with yourself, who you really are, you're not going to listen to yourself. You're not going to follow yourself. You're going to distance yourself from you. And you're divided. And you're conquered. You're confused. You're not. You're stuck. It, it's not going to help. So that's what you need to practice if you want to get past this is, okay, I have to stop being a victimized by these energies and thoughts. And I have to take charge of, okay, I'm spirit. I could be happy with myself. I That's just a choice. Am I willing to make that choice that in spite of how I feel, in spite of what I'm thinking, in spite of everything, can I be happy with myself as I am? And that takes you loving yourself. All right. Very good, Monica. Thank you Thank for you. calling. Appreciate that. And. You're welcome. And um, even though we're getting a little close to our break, second break, uh, let's go ahead and talk to Zhang in California. Did I say that right, Zhang? Oh, hi. Yes. Hi. hi. Um, okay. So, oh, hi, Michael. Hi, Raphael. Um, so I have several things going on. So, um, um, overall, I am not very clear of what my picture of this growth period is. So physically, my body is having hives all over, and my face is swollen, my eyes is swollen. Yes. Um, and then I, and I also have this possible contract, um, becoming a partner of a company. I don't know if that's the decision I'm facing, or is something bigger. Um, but like when I try to see, my eyes roll up. When I try to hear, my my ears uh, roll up as well. And so it's quite it's been quite interesting. <laughs> yes, it's so. it's an intensive. You're going through your personal intensive. <laughs> and and when you ask, you know, is this about the the decision to uh, uh, be part of this company or not, or is it a bigger thing? Yes. Uh, it's in some ways both, but it's bigger than just that business decision. You're needing to look at your whole life. For It started with looking at this business decision, but in order to make this business decision, you have to really look at um, where you really are with your life. This is a huge, you, you weren't kidding. That's a huge growth period. You're in a process of huge changes. And this is manifesting in many ways, probably also including some of the physical conditions and stuff that's showing up. But, uh, you know, some people might say, oh, that's a lot of stress. And it is because you're, there's a part of you 
mostly unconscious, but there's a part of you underneath that's fighting tooth and nail to make this change that you've been needing to make probably for about a year and a half, maybe two years. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've been with this. It's a personal for, change. Oh, personal change. Okay. Yeah. So personal. I've you know, been changing a lot. So I need to think about that. Yes. See, uh, over your course of your life, this is how you've avoided this level of changing deep inside of yourself by changing a lot of things on the outside. Okay, so, you know, businesses, careers, uh, relationships, things like that, that's really to do with outside of who you are. And then uh, as long as you keep moving uh, and changing fast enough, then it feels like you're changing. But it's come to a place where you have to change a basic thing inside of yourself. Zhang, we have our second break coming up, but I'd like you to hang in there for a few minutes. And um, Michael, we'll come back to talk to you. Um, We always have a few announcements, so we'd like to take a little time to do that on our show. Well, mark your calendars, everyone. We'll be in beautiful Switzerland this June. Michael will be teaching first an evening seminar in Basel at the PSI Verein on Wednesday, June 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. It'll be on using your intuition, how to find your own answers and navigate your life. Then we'll have an evening workshop in Zurich on Friday, June 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. on getting to know your friends in spirit, angels, guides, teachers, and other helpers. His evening teachings will be followed by an in-depth weekend seminar in Zurich Saturday and Sunday, the 8th and 9th of June, on Unlock Your Intuition, Clairvoyance, and Mediumship to Create a Joyous Life. There are sure to be amazing experiences for everyone in such a lovely setting. Please let especially your Swiss and German friends know about this. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to June and find the details and write-ups in English and in German, as well as links to our Swiss hosts and organizers' sites, to get all the details in German as well as to sign up. All Michael's teachings in Switzerland are taught in English with immediate translation into German. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. We will see you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections, the connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring today the very intense subject of your intuition, and making difficult decisions. Michael was talking to Jiang in California about her decision-making in changing jobs and getting hives and all kinds of interesting things. So, Michael, you want to yes. carry on? Jiang, are you still on? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things I was looking at in you is... is it's a lot of it is a lot of old emotional energy that's starting to surface. And you know about that in terms of when you're making a big change, you have to unload. Uh, you know, it's like the hot air balloon. You have to dump all that ballast, the weights on the balloon for it to go higher. And that's what you're doing is there's a lot of old emotional energy that's been stored uh, close in to your body it's it's affecting your skin and you know it's really kind of pushing up against your body and it's gotten to the point where you're just going okay something's got to break <laughs> so you break out <laughs> in the hives i guess <laughs> something's got to break and it shouldn't be your skin that breaks <laughs> right yeah it's it's the energy that has to break and what this long term uh, battle that's been going on within you. On your side, it's very emotional. On the outside, it's this ma- masculine male energy. It's a energy that you've experienced as very controlling uh, of your life and of your creativity. Your, your emotional energy is very creative, right? So when your creative energy isn't flowing gracefully and flowing without obstruction and just moving along and you're being able to express your creativity outwardly in the world, 
easily, then everything, you feel great. But this part that's been suppressed for a long, long time, probably since you were a child, but especially it's been coming up over the last couple of years, you're really hitting up against this male energy, a dark-haired man, that you've been, whether you're consciously or not, angry at. You've been angry at this person's energy for trying to contain you and, and control you and not let you express your creativity freely and so but you haven't been able to break through and and just go okay i don't i don't have to have this person give me permission i don't have to fight this person's energy i can just let it go and go get on with my creative process but that's the part that's probably the single biggest thing i see when you right now is an issue of seniority you starting to own that, oh, the power is in spirit and the spirit is in you. You are the spirit, right? Within you mm-hmm. is where all the power comes from. In a way, it's very much like the first caller. We had Monica who um, was feeling a victim to psychic energy, um, but a different kind of decision. Yeah, it's it's very similar. Yours is not so much bombardment. It's it's <laughs> yours has been containment. <laughs> you're, you're the one. Your creative energy and your emotionality has been contained in relationship to this man's energy. Do you know who I'm talking about? My it's bad. a long, yeah, long term, and and so is he still alive? Yes, he is. Yeah. I mean, good. Yeah. Well, this is the this is the first step, Jiang. Uh, I noticed when you said yes, he is. I noticed a little amusement in your voice and yep. a little eye roll to yes. go with it. <laughs> so yeah, that's really good. That's that's <laughs> very important first step. You could be amused about it. And yes, there's anger, but that anger is from early on right? Way early on. Mm-hmm. It's the anger, not of an adult, but of a child that's hurting. See? Mm-hmm. So the anger is the cover-up. That's not really where you're at. That's you trying to survive. Underneath that anger, when you're really little, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're hurt. And mm-hmm. you're, you're, not, you're not knowing, why is he doing this to me? So again, like earlier, you know, the the victimhood, well, children, that's what they have to learn to overcome their victimhood or their effect, because most children look at their bodies and saying, I'm only a little kid. They don't look at themselves as souls that's been around for hundreds of lifetimes. Maybe, maybe even thousands. Yeah, they're not any babies, <laughs> not as souls. <laughs> but it takes a long time for a soul to become senior enough to own that their spirit when they once they incarnate. And it's so easy to become the baby or the little child or the helpless kid, you know, whatever. And so then you don't want to be helpless. And when you're helpless and scared and hurt, uh, what it looks like is you got your feelings hurt really badly when you're about four years old in relationship to your dad and and he forbids you. It's like 
no ifs, ands, or buts. You were in this very creative space and expressing your love and affection, everything. And he was, you know, I had nothing to do with you. He was trying to deal with adult stuff that he was in the middle of. And, but it looks like he snapped at you a little bit to back off. And you just, you didn't know what to do. You kind of curled up in the, some other room and, and you were, you were nursing your wound of, of being, you know, here you are professing your incredible undying love to this amazing person. And you just said, oh my God, you know, you couldn't tell whether, did you do something so horrible to upset your dad that badly or is he nuts <laughs> to, to treat you that way? So you got caught in this dichotomy of, okay, is this, you know, is this my fault? Is it? Or, or is the person I'm trying to give to, you know, crazy or, or insane or stupid or just can't get it? So, so that's come up a lot in your relationships whether it's business or, you know, personal or whatever, with especially with men or with women who run a lot of masculine energy, you tend to hit that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's coming out when you're looking at this new business venture is a lot of that male control energies there. And you, you run against that and boom, this old stuff lights up. And so that's what you have to deal with first. And, and then as you start to heal yourself from that old uh, wound and that whole invalidation and realize, oh, that's just, you know, stuff that happens to practically every kid and happens to all of us. Sooner or later, we have to deal with it and go, okay, I'm not that little kid anymore. I, I'm in present time. I, I can do this. <laughs> and you, like I said, you already have the huge big step of being able to laugh about it and, and take it, you know, with humor and just go, oh, yeah, that's my dad. That's, yeah, that's how it has been. And that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Some people yeah. will never change, right? And you know that. Mm-hmm. So, so you've given up trying to change him, but you haven't learned quite how to relate to him as he really is. At least for now, that's how he is. Mm-hmm. And and the more you practice being an amusement around him and in relationship to him and the way he is, the way he, you know, relates to you and and love him just the way he is, then the freer you're going to be. And as yeah. you start to, you know, just practice the grounding, uh, practice putting that anger, just become aware. Don't shove it down. Become aware that you get furious. And that's old stuff. Let it come out. And you don't have to become furious. You just let that fury, that anger, go into the rose and explode it. Keep on letting it go, letting it go, letting it go. Then sooner or later, you'll start to notice, ah, the anger's not a big deal anymore. Underneath it is the grief and the sadness, the guilt and a lot of shame because when you thought you really screwed it up way back when uh, with your dad, so so you have to forgive yourself and let that shame go and, and go, hey, that's just energy. That's no big deal. It's not the truth. You, you have nothing to be ashamed of in truth, but it's there. 
and that's what you believed when you were four years old. So you got to be kind to your four-year-old uh, in past time and just go, okay, you're freed, like freeing your slave. You know, you don't you don't have to hold on to it anymore. If you have meditation practices, it might be very very good for you to to get those going while you're making this transition. Also, I wanted to mention that um, what you're doing here are multiple, multiple levels of forgiving. You're forgiving your father uh, in the past. You're forgiving your father for <clears throat> kind of how he is and, and everything, and you're forgiving yourself. And this is one of the fastest way you can progress in any spiritual path is forgiveness. So, Michael, you have anything else to say? All right. Well, we hope that helps you, Jang, and we hope to see you at some of our events. Yeah. Thank you for calling calling. in. Well, Raphael and I have been a great team for, you know, speaking of relationships and relating to uh, other people and working with them. We've been a great team for three decades or more. Just like on a baseball team. (laughs) You know, just like on a baseball team, there's different positions that have to be played by different players that are best at those positions. So you don't usually have the best pitcher on the team being the catcher or the shortstop and vice versa. So between Raphael and I, we divvy out all the positions of our work and home life according to both our unique talents, experience, and expertise, as well as according to our willingness to do certain things. That's important. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes neither one of us is very good at something, but it has to be done. So we go, okay, flip a coin or who's more willing? And I just say, Raphael, you're so willing. <laughs> and I roll my eyes. <laughs> Raphael's the one in charge of running our business that she is. Then she has to run it the way she is able to do it best, her way. If I were doing it, I might be doing it completely differently than the way she is. But I know trying to get her to do it my way wouldn't work for her. It's not going to work for anybody. So I fully support what and how she does it. And I'm not going to be a backseat driver or an armchair quarterback. Or a control freak. Yeah, because if that comes up at all, of oh, no, she should be doing I have to back off and go, oh, no. She just got to do it her way. But someone might ask, well, what if what she does doesn't work? Or gets both of you into trouble. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's where a lot of people get stuck in relationships. Well, if it does get us in trouble, or if it does, if she does make a mistake and it gets us in trouble, well, guess what? We'll both have to find a way out of it. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, it's called being on a team, right? If, if somebody, you know, drops the ball on the team... The whole team has to come together. So intuition is tailor-made for the person intuiting it. So if Raphael's making her decisions intuitively, I know eventually it's going to work out. My intuition may tell me to do it differently, but that's okay. Neither one of us is wrong. Whoever's in charge of something, trust their intuition. And 
it's going to work out in the long run. And working with a partner, you trust that other partner. Well, it's that time again. We're at the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed it. For next Wednesday's show, we'll explore clairvoyance, seeing with the eye of spirit. We'll talk about the real purpose of this psychic ability to see clearly and what makes it so important for the awakening soul. Please keep spreading the word about our show and share it on social media. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully, one of the most important messages we have in this show. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>